Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. <laughs> Welcome to Tell Me Everything on Progress After Dark. Coming at you live and interactive with Thea Harper, producing out of Brooklyn. Chris Hauselt, running this thing out of South Carolina. I come to you from Manhattan for the next three hours. We're going to be coming at you with music and comedy and facts and empathy and all kinds of fun. And you are a part of it. Our number is 866-997-4748. Please call us anytime and help us bring good trouble to the right wing bubble. 866-997-GRIT. There's a lot to get to in the news tonight. We're so glad you're with us. We have some of our favorite guests on tonight and some great new guests as well. Uh, we're going to be talking with Andrew Lawrence of Media Matters, all about Fox News and Dominion. Natalia Reagan's going to be here with another installment of Shit You Can't Say. And David Atkins is going to be here from, he's got a great, great piece in Washington Monthly called Trump and DeSantis Say They Just Want Peace in Ukraine, Don't Fall For It. It's an amazing article where he draws comparisons between Charles Lindbergh and the original America First crowd, where they say we're just anti-war. In reality, they're simping for authoritarian Nazis. And that's exactly what DeSantis and Trump are doing. It's a great piece. I'm glad he's with us tonight. Uh, I think we're all set. It's going to be quite a day. It's going to be quite a night. A lot happened today, guys. Let's do a show. Fox News lies to its viewers. <laughs> and the sky is blue. Um, the most prominent personalities... On Fox News, some of the most famous broadcasters working right now, they go on the airwaves and they deliberately, with full knowledge, tell the viewers of Fox News, your uncle racist and your aunt dead inside, uh, they tell the viewers things they know are lies. These are facts. This is not my opinion. This is not me, you know, alleging something. This is not me throwing stones at Fox. No, they, they go on the air and they lie and they know they lie. And if nothing else, folks, for the rest of your life, you have the satisfaction of knowing that's been confirmed in black and white. Fox News, they lied about Seth Rich. They lied about COVID-19 and vaccines. They lied about Charlottesville. They lied about Obamacare and death panels. They, they lied about uh, all this vaccine propaganda. Um, they lied about all of their anti-vaccine propaganda while they were imposing a vaccine mandate on their own employees. 
I mean, they, the text messages from January 6th show that Fox News hosts saw Trump as responsible for inspiring the terrorist attack on our Capitol while they were defending the man they privately blamed on the air while they were downplaying the significance of a terrorist attack on our Capitol. They lied about refugees. They lied about Hillary Clinton's emails. They lied about Barack Obama's birth certificate. They lied about Benghazi. And they lied 4,486 U.S. troops to their deaths to get us into the Iraq war. And over 300,000 Iraqis are dead because Fox News lied us into the Iraq war with lies about WMDs, lies about being greeted as liberators, while they call the dissenters un-American. That's a lot of lies in 25 years. So let me just begin by saying 787 million. It's not a bad start. (laughs) One of the year's most hotly anticipated trials has concluded before it even began this thing lasted like like zero scaramucci's uh it's unexpected it's abrupt we've been waiting for this for a long time but the legal battle that we thought was going to be the trial of the year is done fox corporation and dominion voting systems that is the election tech company that accused fox of deliberately lying about their products after the 2020 election they accused fox of knowingly broadcasting fake news and lies and conspiracy theories that somehow their voting machines were rigged in the 2020 election in favor of joe biden well they agreed today to settle a 1.6 billion dollar defamation lawsuit Only a couple of hours after the jury had been seated to consider the matter, this was in Delaware's Supreme Court. Fox has evaded the trial, just as they have evaded accountability from their inception. Now, Dominion publicly demanded a retraction, and Fox News hasn't agreed to that so far. But Dominion's primary goal was to clear their name, so you'd think there'd be some kind of retraction coming as part of the settlement. But attorneys on both sides... We're all set to deliver their opening statements. It was going to be broadcast all over the place, and there was tons of media there. And then the judge, Eric Davis, called for a lunch break, and when he came back two hours later, he dismissed the jury and thanked them for their service. The parties have resolved their case, the judge said. He did not release any terms of the agreement between Dominion and Fox. Now, you guys know this. At issue were the damages Dominion said Fox News owed them after all these lies about the 2020 election. This is, by the way, the second legal proceeding against Rupert Murdoch for their coverage of 2020. Smartmatic, which is a totally different voting tech company, we'll get to them, they've already filed a massive 2.7 billion suit against Fox News. That's still pending. But both suits said the same thing, that Fox News lied and claimed the companies had rigged the elections and they repeated these lies and then they would not engage in any efforts to set the record straight. Now, Fox was getting ready for a weeks-long trial, and I was excited for it because we already knew the top anchors and executives were going to have to testify. Tucker and Hannity and and hopefully Murdoch himself, 92-year-old head of the Fox Corporation. He was set to be the star witness. Fox released a statement tonight. We are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute with Dominion Voting Systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. That's it. They never said we lied. We acknowledge their rulings, finding certain claims to be false. The statement says this settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. That's the part that made Jake Tapper crack up on the air. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward on these issues, which means they'll be back lying about the election 
in no time. And, and all the legal experts I've seen were saying Dominion had a really strong defamation case here. It, it, it met the bar of actual malice. A lot of these cases never make it to trial. And the judge passed a summary judgment that declared Fox lied surrounding Dominion's role in the election. And the judge noted the copious amounts of evidence revealed through discovery and pretrial motions. He said that Dominion would have to prove to a jury that Fox met the actual malice standard. Now nobody does. And I understand if you're cynical about this. I mean, there's two ways to look at it, and I'm choosing to look at it both ways. Some people are saying, oh, man, I want to see Fox go through a six-week trial. They deserve it. Let's put their hosts on the stand. How many times have you fantasized about Fox News hosts being forced to put their hands on a Bible and tell the truth? Oh, oh, Hannity, I'd love to ask about where Barack Obama was born. But again, the majority of these cases do settle before a trial anyway. And the terms of this settlement... Here's where it gets shitty. Will not require hosts to read statements on the air to acknowledge or apologize for the lies they spread. A media giant settles a libel case for three quarters of a billion dollars. That alone is historic, and it shows how poor Fox's behavior has been. And that's as good as it gets. Dominion's going to come out of this with $787.5 million dollars. And Fox News, they're not going to have to give a live on-air public apology. They're not going to have to admit they lied continuously to their viewers. So the only losers are Americans who are hoping for accountability. I mean, the case looked really bad for Fox News. And they were clearly scared. <laughs> but now they've paid three quarters of a billion because they know the evidence was there that proved they intentionally, deliberately lied to their viewers and all the American people. The evidence is there that they tried to divide us again. The evidence is there that these guys were pushing one of the biggest frauds in the history of American news media. I mean, 787.5 million for Fox? That's chump change. They had a recent corporate filing showed that Fox Core has about 4.1 billion of cash and cash equivalents just on hand at the end of last year. Just lying around. So this is less than a quarter of what they have lying around at the end of the year. The documents that were produced in Discovery show that Fox saw the post-election time as an existential threat because more and more of their audience was going to OAN, was going to Newsmax. And today, that's gone. Fox is back on top again. OAN and Newsmax are struggling to survive. Uh, the network lost a lawsuit, but you could argue they won the war. If there'd been a big court case... We all could have actually watched it and their viewers would have started to learn about it. But I will bet you cash money, brothers and sisters, that the average Fox News viewer tonight doesn't even know about the Dominion case. Fox will never report about it on their website. After this happened, it was the biggest media story of the year. The lead story on Fox News couple that was beaten, robbed in viral attack during Chicago teen takeover riot speaks out. <sighs> More headlines about Chicago. I wanted a trial. I wanted to see all about Tucker and Sean and Brett Baer. I wanted to see Suzanne Scott and Rupert Murdoch have to testify. But <laughs> they're not going to have to. They will not have to apologize or admit to spreading false claims. And they should. I mean, they should have to point out who lied. They should have to say what they lied about, and they should have to say why they lied. Why did Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson lie for a man they hate? <laughs> if Fox News cared about the truth, they would immediately fire 
every on-air broadcaster who is caught lying about Dominion. But they don't care about the truth. They want this to go away. They're a money-making machine, and their viewers will never know. I mean, for everyone who doesn't understand how much money it really is, this, this money is more than $2 for every person who lives in America, and it's over $10 for every Trump voter. And I know you're probably disappointed. I am by this development. I wanted to see a jury decide damages. But there's still good news here. This settlement is going to do exactly what we hoped in permanently damaging Fox News's credibility. And it's probably going to cost them a lot more money than just what we see here. I mean, $787.5 million is one of the largest defamation settlements in history. Five years ago, ABC News paid out at least $177 million. And their settlement over a broadcast of a report on uh, pink slime, the processed beef product that's used as a filler. <laughs> so this is, that was huge at the time. This is massive. And again, documents and emails and texts from senior Fox executives and all the Fox News anchors were all released. We already know who was lying. We have Tucker's text. We have Hannity's text. We have Laura Ingram. We know they knew they were lying. We know they knew they were disseminating conspiracy theories. Your uncle racist and Aunt Dan's side can't claim that Fox tells the truth anymore. And Rupert Murdoch, let's point out, I mean, he's no stranger to making cases go away to try to avoid embarrassing litigation. Remember News of the World? 12 years ago, there were the accusations that their journalists had hacked the phones and voice messages of prominent public figures, and he shut down the entire paper. They had to make at least six agreements after Bill O'Reilly had all of his sexual harassment allegations before he was fired six years ago. Murdoch paid $139 million in 2013 over the phone hacking scandal. Murdoch paid $90 million in 2017 over all the sexual harassment by Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly. And today, Rupert Murdoch paid $787.5 million to avoid being found guilty of actual malice. So, <laughs> I understand the mixed feelings, and we want to know what you think. Dominion may have settled the suit, but they're not yet necessarily done yet. Keep in mind, Dominion still has defamation suits related to allegations of election fraud going against the MyPillow guy, Mike Lindell, they have lawsuits still against Newsbacks and OAM. They have lawsuits uh, against Patrick Byrne, the founder of Overstock. <laughs> Dominion still has active lawsuits against Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. So <laughs> this will continue. And I know the oligarchs never really get caught, do they? I mean, Murdoch spread this big lie. He only has to pay $700 million. It's nothing for him. Peter Thiel. Started a whole bank run. No consequences there on Silicon Valley Bank. Harlan Crow was bribing a Supreme Court justice for 30 years. No consequences there. Fox News made billions of dollars pushing this white supremacist talking points and all this paranoia about foreign brown people coming to replace white people in the country. They have endangered democracy itself. It's cost people their lives. Ashley Babbitt is dead because of the lies spread by Donald Trump and Fox News. It's cost countless Americans relationships with their parents and loved ones because it brainwashes and rewires the tremendously old white people who watch it. It's disgusting that their profits they have set aside can save them from the punishment they deserve. And they're going to keep on lying. They're going to keep on tearing our country in half and lying because they can afford it. But again, keep a few things in mind. There's no indication Donald Trump's going to stop lying about this. 
And it's a really good time to watch Republicans turning on each other. As recently as yesterday, Trump was demanding that Fox News do what's right by, in his words, finally admitting there was large-scale cheating and irregularities in the election. Pushing Donald Trump's lies has now cost them $787 million. And it's not going to go away. Oh, also, Smartmatic. They said in a statement today, Dominion's litigation exposed some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign. Smartmatic will expose the rest. So I understand your frustration, but keep this in mind. Maybe, just maybe, maybe just for today, 2023 is the golden age of tiny sparks of accountability. I mean, already, what have we seen this year? In November, we saw a jury order Alex Jones to pay more than $1.4 billion to the families of the Sandy Hook Elementary School children who were murdered, who he lied about and defamed. Donald Trump has been indicted. Fox News just admitted to intentionally lying to their viewers. <laughs> Sorry, but Clarence Thomas, I think you're next. We want to know what you guys think. Hello to Marie in Atlanta. Welcome, Marie. What do you think about the day? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Um, this today was proof of something that I've known over the course of my career, which is there is nothing that focuses the mind quite like a bunch of butts in a jury box. Mm. Uh, because yeah. at that point, ish gets real. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but for those who are disappointed, I want to make sure that they understand what this case really was. I know that for all of us, we thought of it as, yes, vindication. We're going to finally see them get theirs. And I understand that feeling. Me too. But here's what this case comes down to. Dominion is a government contractor. Okay? What they sell, voting equipment, doesn't really have a private use. I mean, yeah, it could be used for things like a union election, mm-hmm. you know, a union referendum on something. Sure. Or other. You could use it for that. But for the most part, who are their customers? governments. Okay. And if you understand that what they sell is mostly useful and valuable to government, they had to sue. Because oh, yeah. if they had been if it had just been left out there that their equipment caused a major election failure, they could be disqualified from winning government contracts anywhere around the country. Mm-hmm. And and even as it stands, because there was a settlement and there's no admission of of culpability on Fox's part. The problem is, as you pointed out, a Republican governor is still going to have an an issue with signing off on a contract if the state requires that that they actually do so, awarding a contract to Dominion. So Dominion had to protect its investors. Bottom line, this case was never about the voters. It was never for the benefit of the voters. It was for the benefit of Dominion and its investors. We just got a side benefit. Correct. This was a private company going against a private company. Uh, And it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch bigger fish than just, you know, people like you and me pushing back against Fox's lies and Donald Trump's corruption. Exactly. Exactly. But as you pointed out, there is some good news out of this. Um, Mm. Smartmatic um, is going to have their own claims, which is part of the reason I believe that Fox is not admitting to the lies in which it took part. Um, their their statement that they acknowledge the claims of the court found the claims the court found to be false. They can't say more than that. I guarantee yeah. you, their their insurance company would not cover them if they had said more than that. Because anything more than that 
feeds the other claims. Those other claims obviously include Smartmatic. But now my other question is um, a class action on behalf of the Dominion employees. Imagine if you worked there and these nut jobs were showing up at your job trying to follow you home. I mean, well, it would have to be an if, though, Maria. It would have to be an if. The Smartmatic employees would have to prove that somehow uh, they had been threatened or their lives had been hurt by Fox News' defamation of their parent company. So I don't really know if that class action could ever happen. But I mean, maybe some people have been harassed. We don't know. We don't know. And that's why I'm saying Fox really couldn't, because of the number of claims that could have come forth that we do not yet know about. Yes. Fox couldn't say more than that as a legal strategy. And at the end of the day, here's what I guarantee you, you're going to be hearing out of the Fox News crowd and their audience. There's no apology. There's no admission. This that's was it. just the price to make it go away. So that's my question for you, Marie. I mean, are you at all? I know that most libel cases settle before a trial even begins. But are you surprised that Dominion would settle for half of what they were originally asking with no actual statement or confession or admission of culpability from Fox? That's the part that surprises me. Well... I am and I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised in the sense that the 787.5 is probably not inclusive of attorney's fees. And for the number of depositions and other discovery they had to go through, plus they had to keep filing stuff because the Fox News folks were playing funny games about, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. Oh, in fact, I thought maybe we do. Those attorney's fees are not going to be cheap. They're definitely not going to be cheap. The second thing that doesn't surprise me about it is, you know, a trial is is a crapshoot. Yeah. A trial is a crapshoot. And remember that it's it's not it, all you need is a, a preponderance of the evidence, um, a majority in a civil case. You're not dealing with a unanimous vote when oh, you're know. talking about certain criminal cases. But they had so a good case, didn't they? The, but Marie, they, they had a good case. This could have been fun. It depends right? on how this, you look at it. This Their would have been the spring miniseries always- we were all waiting for. I know, I know, and trust me, I was I was as disappointed as everybody else who's <laughs> listening, um, and many more. But what it comes down to is this. Fox was always going to say, we, Fox News Corp., didn't say these things. Right, you're right. It was the guests who were on the show. Now, you can argue, well, wait a minute, okay, in, in calls that were pre-taped, your hosts knew that these people were going to say things that they couldn't prove and therefore might not be true. Mm-hmm. And then after the fact, they invited these same guests on to repeat the same lies. So I think mm-hmm. if it had only happened once and they didn't question it, that's one thing. If Rudy Giuliani had been on twice and the second time they said, well, have you been able to find any proof of that? Or is, is there is there proof of that? Or is that still open to question? <laughs> that would have right? been, yeah, that that been fine. Right? Would have been fine. But they had them on over and over again. And the question is whether a jury would have looked at that repeated exposure of the same well, of people course of course they would have in conjunction with the text messages in conjunction with the text messages showing that tucker carlson knew the very people he was interviewing were lying from trump to Sidney powell i know but again is it fox news corp is it rogue employees that's where the jury could have been confused and i'm not i'm not suggesting mm. they didn't that dominion didn't have a good case all okay. i'm saying is dominion also had legal fees to pay also uh-huh. had an insurance company that was probably saying, okay, this this could get really expensive if you don't win. Yes, um, they did. So I, I I'm just, I'm just, I'll just say I'm still a little bit surprised they would take the money without any kind of statement on Fox's part. 
That's the one part that surprises me about it. But we'll I see. That was the thing that was never going to happen. I think that statement was never going to happen. Well, then let's look on this yeah. not as let's look on this not as Dominion settling, but on Dominion passing the baton to Smartmatic because this is only halfway through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marie. It's great to hear from you. If you're on hold, please stay there. We want to talk to you. We'll get to your call after the break. Also, David Atkins joins us to talk about his excellent piece in Washington Monthly that you have to read. Trump DeSantis say they just want peace in the Ukraine. Don't fall for it. It's brilliant. And it shows how this is an echo of Charles Lindbergh and the American Nazis playing footsie with Hitler while pretending they were just anti-war several generations ago. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. Welcome back. I'm John Fugelsang. If you've enjoyed our recent interviews, which have ranged from, my God, Ryan Johnson to Christoph Waltz, from Ilhan Omar to Eugene Levy, you can hear all of those on SiriusXM On Demand, on the SiriusXM app, or on our podcast. Right now... Let me quote our next guest. The America First Committee advertised themselves as peaceful isolationists. They were successful in conning many otherwise well-meaning pacifists into supporting their cause and many gullible journalists into promoting their rhetoric at face value. Today, most people realize that despite its attempts at obfuscation, the America First Committee was a de facto fascist organization. The historical echoes of the America First Committee can be heard among today's America First Republicans, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson, Ron DeSantis, when they pontificate about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I have read one of the best articles of the year by our next guest. Trump, DeSantis say they just want peace in Ukraine. Don't fall for it. And it's incredible how the echoes of Charles Lindbergh and the original America First crowd are heard every day in these fake peacemakers. I'm so happy to welcome David Atkins to the show. He's a writer, an activist, a research professional in Santa Barbara. He's a contributor to the Washington Monthly's Political Animal and president of the Polux Group, a qualitative research firm. David Atkins, welcome to SiriusXM. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thank you for writing the piece. Honestly, as a fan of history, I, I just love it. And we recently saw Ken Burns make a whole movie about America and the Holocaust that devoted a lot of attention to a number of Nazis, 22,000 Americans gathering in Madison Square Garden in 1939 to support Nazi Germany and American fascism. 
You have done something even greater, though. You have drawn a direct line to the faux populism and faux anti-war sentiment of that movement to what we're witnessing today when politicians who say, oh, we shouldn't be spending any money on Ukraine are de facto saying we should let Putin do whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, this has been the interesting thing is that this brand of fascism pretending to be isolationism has been an undercurrent in the right wing of the United States for a very long time. It was only obscured for a period of time by uh, the Cold War and by Cold War rhetoric starting from around Ronald Reagan. But huge elements of the right wing in America, from Father Coughlin uh, uh, during the FDR days to the German-American boot that had all this big support that came in Madison Square Garden expressly in favor of Nazi Germany and saying that the United States should ally itself with Nazi Germany rather than our allies. Um, that continued through to the America First Committee with Lindbergh and Henry Ford, uh, this expressly virulently anti-Semitic, anti-global internationalism kind of movement. It had 800,000 members at its height. Many of these were well-meaning sort of pacifists, but a huge number of them were far-right people who felt like we should not go to war with Nazi Germany, felt like we were on the wrong side of World War II, hated FDR, hated the United Nations. This has been with us. Uh, it continued through the John Birchers, who were hugely influential, of course, on the right wing for a very long time. The only time this subsided was with Reagan, and when the Republican Party briefly became much more interventionist, but then again, also for not good reasons, right? And then after 9-11, you had a Republican Party that was aggressively interventionist, but for expressly racist reasons, right? Yes. They were going to bomb brown people, right? After 9-11 into submission to show how powerful the United States was. But this was actually, it seems like, oh, 25 years isn't a brief period of time. But in the history of the American right, it is. And now we are back in a place where there is a global coalition of liberal democracies and a incipient global coalition of right wing, mostly right wing authoritarian dictatorships. Yep. And once again, like in the 1930s and the 1940s, today's right wing is feels like we are on the wrong side of this. You see this with Donald Trump. You see this with Tucker Carlson. You see this with all of these people who they can't come out and say, we should side with Russia. We should side with Bolsonaro. Some of them do. Tucker Carlson is mm -hmm. mostly there. Orban. The far, yeah. far right people. Yeah, Donald Trump <laughs> is there in spite of Lindsey Graham and, and the others. But what they can say is, oh, we shouldn't give money to Ukraine. We should be isolationists. We should be pacifists. We just don't want war. But what they're doing in reality is trying to align America with an axis of right wing, white Christian nationalist, mafia, homophobic, patriarchal dictatorships in order to subvert a more liberal, socially liberal and economically liberal international order. And you see this explicitly channeled uh, on far right forums and far right individuals, and it's increasingly becoming the Republican Party line. Oh, yeah. And you're, everything you just said is brilliant. It's always in favor of authoritarianism, whether they intervene or not intervene, right? Like, we won't intervene against Putin 
because we believe in authoritarianism. We will invade Iraq and kill 300,000 Iraqis because we believe in violent authoritarianism. So in many ways, they're, they're completely correct. And the, the one thing I would, I would push back on is uh, Ronald Reagan not being interventionist. I mean, wasn't the authoritarianism the very reason Reagan armed Saddam Hussein year after year, even after the slaughter of his own people? It's like they're, they're so predictable decade to decade in that sense. Whether they're for war or against war, it all depends on what serves whatever dictator they're admiring. Right. What they want is a right-wing, explicitly right-wing, hard-line conservative international order. That's what they want, right? Insofar as the Cold War placed America in a place where, in order to be anti-communist and uh, uh, and push Americanism at that time forward in the international space. That inherently meant right-wing interventionism. That's what we were doing with the School of Americas. It's what the CIA was doing, toppling leftist governments all around the world. So interventionism at the time was almost entirely right-wing. Yes. You also had a Republican Party that believed that it had a silent majority that corporate America aligned with the interests of the right wing, which it, of course, typically did, that uh, that the politics of the common man aligned with the right wing and that the politics of interventionism aligned with the right wing. So that's what Reagan did. And that's what, mm. you know, that, that, that's what that was all about. And of course, after 9-11, it took on an explicitly violent racist connotation, right? We are going to bomb every <laughs> bomb bomb them all into submission right oh yeah after that though when 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 the worm began to turn and it became clear that the that the international order post cold war was toward a sort of depending on your perspective a centrism center right center left what have you but what we would call the liberal international order both, yes. And the right wing hates that for some reasons. The far left wing hates that for certain reasons, very valid reasons. But we call it the liberal international order. When that began to shift, and also when the disaster that the Iraq war <laughs> had been began to take root, then the right wing switched. And you saw this expressly with the anti-Iraq war Trump, right? Mm -hmm. Where, oh, we made a mistake. But the subtext of that was not interventionism was a mistake or being far-right racist and violent racist was a Correct. mistake. No, the, the subtext was, oh, those people aren't even worth spending American lives and and treasure and bombs on. We should just close in on ourselves, close the borders, and protect so white right-wing money here at home. And now, though, insofar as they see an alliance with Vladimir Putin and and Jair Bolsonaro and a bunch of these other uh, Viktor Orban in Hungary and a bunch of these also expressly ethno nationalist mm -hmm. uh, regimes, they can't say it too openly, but but many of them do. They want at the, uh, the United States to switch its alliance from the Allied inter International Powers to this axis of authoritarianism. It's very yeah. it's the, exactly the same thing that we saw in the nineteen. And you say the America First Committee advertised themselves as peaceful isolationists. They were successful in conning many otherwise well-meaning pacifists into supporting their cause and many gullible journalists into promoting their rhetoric at face value. Today, most people realize America First Committee was a de facto fascist organization, which brings us back to Donald Trump. 
You talk about how he yeah. keeps justifying his clearly pro-Putin positions into just peace-loving. He's an isolationist, and he just he doesn't want to get into war. He plays off, as you say, his acquiescence to murderous dictators as foreign policy realism, seeking to avoid nuclear war. And we tend to forget that he bombed Syria after promising he wouldn't. He had the disastrous Yemen raid that never got covered on Fox. He, of course, uh, carried out assassinations and threatened nuclear war. But suddenly, no, he's he's the dove. He's the nonviolent one. He'll go on TV and lie that he was against the Iraq war. But I think the great service you provide in your piece is pointing out that he's able to get away with this because mainstream American journalists have played by his rules and are describing Trump as an isolationist. Why is that so destructive and why is isolationist such a misnomer for Donald Trump's position? Yeah, sure. Um, and I would also note that uh, much as uh, President Obama gets a lot of flack for his use of uh, drone strikes, uh, President Trump doubled the drone strikes. That's right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yes. And there is, as you note, a massive journalism failure here. And it is, again, because history repeats itself. It doesn't just rhyme. Sometimes it just straight up repeats itself. <laughs> the press made the same mistakes in the 1930s and the 1990s. They took the uh, the Axis powers, the fascists, the Nazis and, and Mussolini's uh, and Franco's um, team and, and the America First Committee, for that matter, at face value and reported them as being patriotic or reported them as being isolationist. And that's really not true, right? Like we, we can now know in hindsight that what they wanted was a global far-right authoritarian ethno-nationalist international order, right? The press has a problem, and we've noted this on all fronts, pushing past what people say about themselves and the propaganda they use, especially on the right, to what they are actually doing, right? And calling out what it is and actually taking a moral stand on it. And of course, it's incredibly destructive when um, when you have a party and a movement, as we see with Donald Trump and the modern Republican Party, that isn't just spinning itself in one direction, but is just simply actively lying. Yeah. And in this case, Donald Trump, we all, we, everyone can see whether it's how Trump and uh, Putin interacted in Helsinki, uh, Trump's numerous entanglements with uh, with Russia, Tucker Carlson admitting that he wants Russia to win in Ukraine, that this is very clearly not about wanting peace. And we're not even going to have the conversation here about whether trying to to establish a peace treaty currently between Russia and Ukraine would actually achieve a long-term peace, which it would not. <laughs> Russia would just wait a few years and invade again. Mm -hmm. And they know that. Exactly. But more exactly. broadly, what this is really about is that Zelensky represents Western liberalism. He was, you know, he was an actor. He, he dressed up in drag for one of his acting skits. And, you know, Putin is not that Putin is infected with Duganism, this idea of manly man and patriarchal establishment of, you know, nationalist, you know, conservative religion and anti-feminism and pro-fossil fuel, because we can't forget that. You have that's the, right. The, you know, the climate change situation where it's basically a gas station run by mafia kleptocrats, the economic <laughs> conservatism because again it's it's mafia kleptocrats running the yes. country oh yeah 
And that's exactly what the Republicans want to do here. It sounds like like a like exaggeration, but it's not. They would like Republicans, right wingers in Russia, right wingers in Brazil, right wingers in Hungary, right wingers in the United States would like the government to be run in this way. And they see potential allies, but they know that the common that the average American doesn't actually like that. So they kind of have to hide it and pretend that it's about something else. But we all know what it's about. And in their most unguarded moments, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson and all these people actually admit what it's about. And we should call it that. Well, I love this because, you know, it's been amazing to me how many people who called us un-American for opposing George Bush's murderous, evil, stupid, corrupt war of choice, which um, in Iraq, which, by the way, I mean, the media still calls it a blunder, the greatest blunder in history. No, Dick Cheney's company got $40 billion of our tax money. It was not a blunder. It all worked perfectly. The oil was divvied up among Western oil companies. There was no blunder whatsoever, just a lot of dead soldiers, but they achieved their objective. But you point out in this piece that for every pro-war person back then, who attacked our patriotism. Now, suddenly, they're all anti-war. They're all doves. And you point out that Trump says he trusts Putin more than he trusts U.S. intelligence officials. He boasts of his friendship. He behaved, as you put it, with uncharacteristic submissiveness before Putin. He said he would have avoided war by letting Russia take Ukraine land. He opposed the decision to send tanks, and he's complaining America's spending too much money on Ukraine. None of this makes him anti-war. Because any of these people that are saying, oh, you liberals all in favor of war now, they're not anti-war. They're just pro-Putin. They all believe these American patriots who used to throw around Neville Chamberlain's name without knowing anything about his circumstance, that now we should just cede all this Ukrainian territory and, and that Zelensky should begin to have to negotiate while Russian troops are still within his borders. Where does Ron DeSantis come in into all of this? So, yeah, um, I just want to second you there that uh, the invasion of Iraq under false pretenses was one of the, if not the greatest crimes of the 21st century. Um, And the idea, if you had said back in 2004 that the Republican Party of freedom fries and, you know, (laughs) and all and all this pro invasion rhetoric and that if you're a Democrat, you're with Saddam Hussein that this yeah. party would suddenly be against the Iraq war in 2016. If you 12 short years later, you'd be, you'd have, they'd have said you were crazy, but yeah, where does DeSantis come in? So this is one of the uh, interesting things about Ron DeSantis and the press is having a difficult time with this as well. DeSantis occupies this almost mercurial space in Republican politics, where because he was unlike Donald Trump, uh, you know, a Harvard grad, I believe. I think it's Harvard. Uh, yes. and, you know, obviously, you know, well, well educated, comes off in a, even though he, uh, still quite buffoonish, comes off in a much more polished way than Donald Trump at the very least. Indeed. Um, it, it's unclear to many people, and because he's started to mimic so many of Donald Trump's uh, both physical and spoken mannerisms, people have a hard time knowing whether. Ron DeSantis is the real deal, whether he's actually mm-hmm. a Trump <laughs> cultist or yeah. whether he's imitating Trumpism cynically in order to gain power. We've seen that he has become far more right wing over the last several years. But the question is, is that because that he thinks this is the right way to win a Donald Trump primary, uh, a, a Republican primary by out trumping Trump and being the, the effective fascist? 
Or is it that he's a true believer who believes finally that he's empowered to take these actions? Right. I tend to believe it's the latter. I think this is always who DeSantis was, and he feels empowered to do it. When you see him at a press conference, you don't get the sense that he is playing a game. You get the sense that he is extremely motivatedly, personally angry (laughs) about these things. So DeSantis came forward and stated that, uh, you know, that we should not be supporting Ukraine. Was that because he believes that personally? Is that because he thinks that's a good way to flank Trump? At the end of the day, we can guess, we can speculate, we can't know what's in DeSantis' heart. What we can do is know that this is what he believes needs to be said in order to win a Republican primary. Now, he backed off somewhat. He backed off somewhat because he got so much pushback from the very corners of the party he will need to defeat Donald Trump, right? He needs not just to out-Trump Trump, but he also needs to hold on to the never-Trumpers uh, in the within the Republican establishment who want who he needs money from and needs support from, right? He needs to play both sides against the middle. So he walked it back a little bit. But the, the at the end of the day, DeSantis read the room and said, in order to win a Republican primary, I need to come out in favor of Russia and against Ukraine. And that's really what matters at the end of the day. And that's where the party is. It, it seems like... Your argument is that uh, essentially what Desmond Tutu said so famously that silence takes the side of the oppressor. If you are neutral in situations of injustice, you've taken the side of the oppressor. And so by Ron DeSantis coming out and saying, I don't care about the Russia-Ukraine border, I care about our own border, that is de facto saying Putin should be allowed to do whatever he wants and slaughter as many innocent civilians as he can, and I get to pretend I'm still a good Christian. Correct. Yeah. And of course, this isn't just about Russia and Ukraine, right? This is not a local conflict. This is an international conflict that determines in large part whether whether we are going to be governed by a quote unquote more liberal international order, whether we are going to be governed by a right-wing authoritarian violent kleptocratic movement that does whatever it wants and that might makes right and the biggest bullies will win the day. David uh, Atkins. And that's why it matters. David Atkins, it is such a pleasure to have you join us. Uh, David's new piece, in, or piece from last month in Washington Monthly is, Trump and DeSantis say they just want peace in Ukraine. Don't fall for it. Sir, what's the best way for our listeners to follow you and keep track of your work? Oh, uh, I'm at uh, WashingtonMonthly.com slash uh, David Atkins, I believe. You can just uh, Google that and at uh, Twitter at David O. Atkins. Thank you so much. Really a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. I've loved this piece, and it's so great of you to come here. Please come join us again. we got to take a quick break. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John saying An Ohio grand jury has decided to not charge the eight police officers responsible for killing 25-year-old black man Jalen Walker. 
in a traffic stop last year in Akron, Ohio. These officers, seven of the eight are white, shot at Jalen Walker more than 90 times in June of 2022. Yeah, I'm John Fugel saying this is progress. There's so much news of the day we got to get to, but let's get to some of your calls first, shall we? Jeff in Illinois, you have been so patient. Thank you very much. Welcome. You're on SiriusXM. Uh, thank you. Thank you, John. And as always, WorkingDogsForVets.org. WorkingDogsForVets.org. And, and if you watch some of the videos and stuff, make sure you have a box of tissues next to you. Yes. And and uh, also, um, when Natalia was on, I have a few sayings that I used to always tell my central dispatch. Mm-hmm. There's there's too many in, there's too many chiefs and I'm just one fucking Indian. Yeah, okay, that would be problematic. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, that's why I said it. Yes. And uh, <laughs> um, but um, when uh, President Obama was first elected, I remember Clarence Thomas had to go into the IRS building on a Saturday because he had to redo his last seven years of taxes because he didn't include. I believe it was his wife's salary, or some, okay. or, but he didn't include all the money that he made on there, and he had to redo them all. And I thought, at that time, I thought, hey, this is the way to get rid of him. They mm. just, but then nobody ever did anything. Right, right. So, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't corrupt I, yeah. enough. I, I guess so, or maybe we were just too nice, like we always are. I mean, I, I, I'm not really. I don't really remember the story, to be honest with you. Uh, it, uh, it was the first year right after President Obama got elected, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and actually took office. Okay, I believe it was in a, but I think if you, you can look it up. But I do remember that where he had to go in there and redo his last seven years because that's as far as the IRS can go back. Okay, well there we go. And look, he, I'm in favor. I'm in favor of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- he he had to release seven years of tax filings. I remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, which he but, did, by the way. <laughs> As opposed to Donald yeah. Trump, he did. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, I just always thought that, that, that you know, we missed when we didn't uh, try to impeach him. Because, I mean, we had the presidency, the House, and the Senate at that time. Wait, try to try to impeach who? Clarence Thomas. Oh, Clarence Thomas, yeah. But, I mean, but they, they never would have done it. You yeah. never Remember how Barack Obama yeah. couldn't even get a public option? He had to use uh, a reconciliation to get 51 votes to bring about right. Obamacare. So you never, you never would have gotten two-thirds in the Senate. You never would get two-thirds now. Clarence yeah. Thomas could eat a baby, and you still wouldn't get two-thirds in the Senate. <laughs> or shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, I mean, you just couldn't. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, I know. And, and by the way, it's not going to get better with Clarence Thomas. We're going to learn so much more that this man has done. Yeah. And as of now, mm-hmm. there's still no means of oversight because Congress will not impeach him. They will not impose any rules mm-hmm. on him. There will be no standards that he is told he has to adhere to. You can be a Supreme right. Court justice and be as corrupt as you want to be and wag your dick in the face of propriety and the law as long as you're conservative. Yeah. I think we all know if Elena Kagan had taken hundreds of thousands of dollars over many years in vacations and jet rides from George Soros, there'd be nothing but that on Fox News right now. Yes. Yep. And I'm glad Fox, I'm glad Fox News has to pay some money to Dominion. You know, oh, yeah. that's, but that's a drop some in money. the bucket it's to them. Three qu- well, it's a drop in the bucket to them, but it's three quarters of a million dollars. It's, it's, it, I mean, of a billion right. dollars. It's a, an astonishingly high dollars. amount. Yeah, it's it's historically right. high. So as disappointing as it is, it's something. 
And it's a good start for all the lies they've told for right. so many years. This is on the record. And your uncle yeah. racist and your aunt dead inside are never going to be able to deny. And look, just by paying the money, Fox is acknowledging they don't have to make a statement, but they're going to pay the money, which tells you it's true. Right. They can't deny it. They all right. lied and they yep. knew they were lying and they're not. I mean, they're getting away with it to a certain degree, but they're not. They had to admit it. And that's going to be on their epitaph. Yep. yep. Yeah, I know. It, uh, I don't know. It just, I got too much time on my hands when I'm driving. Okay. What does so. that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> that, that, means, that means my mind wanders a lot. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. No. Just pay attention to what's going on behind the damn wheel. That's all I ask of you. Yes. And keep the top on my pee bottle, right? You know what? You, you can, that, that's information you can keep as confidential as you want, and I won't hold it against you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, but thank you very working much. Dogs right, for working, working dogs for vets.org. Working dogs for vets.org. Thank you so much. Uh, you know All what? Right, right thank now, you. Th yeah. thank you, man. Good to hear from you. I'm really happy now to welcome Andrew Lawrence back. He's Deputy Director of Rapid Response and Media Matters. He's worked there since 2016. Andrew is a veteran campaign operative with statewide experience in Florida, Ohio, and Iowa. And uh, there are a few people I'd rather hear from tonight in terms of opinions on what we witnessed today with Dominion and Fox News. Andrew Lawrence, great. Great to have you on Sirius XM. Yeah, of course, Sean. That was uh, quite an intro. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. Let me quote you from your own Twitter saying, congrats to Tucker Carlson and Maria Bartiromo, who cost their company a month's worth of revenue and will face zero repercussions <laughs> for it. Big victory today for dumb pieces of shit who lie for profit. And I agree with you. I, 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 I'm, I'm of two minds on this, Andrew. I'm mm -hmm. deeply cynical about the lack of real accountability. On the other hand, it feels like this coming right after Alex Jones, right after Trump being indicted, it feels like we're on the verge of maybe an era of at least mini accountability. How do you feel about everything as the day has progressed? You, you I am, watch Fox News for a living, so I know it's personal for you. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. And I am, look, I'm 100% with you. And I think, um, you know, what you said to your caller right before you had me join as well was, was really spot on. I mean, look, if we went back to January 7th, 2021, and said, look, uh, in two years, Fox News is going to have to pay $775 million dollars um, because of the lies that they've been telling that led to January 6th, I think we all would have taken it. You know, I think yeah. that would have sounded like a huge, huge victory. Uh, throw throw in the all the text messages and the behind-the-scenes stuff mm -hmm. that we learned about Fox News, how embarrassing that was, and really what a dent it does to... Uh, I mean, look, I, I know what you think about Tucker. You know what I think about Tucker, uh, what your listeners probably think about Tucker, but for his viewers that were just died in the wool, diehard Tucker fans to know that he's lying to you just to pad his boss's stock portfolio. That's going to make a dent, even if it's just 1%, 5% well, of his audience, you know? But, but, but again, but again, here's where I have to differ with you because I don't think any of Tucker's audience is ever going to know about this. I, th <laughs> you I know, mean, they'll never, they'll never know. Fox has barely covered it today. I mean, Fox, Fox news.com's number one story was another, you know, mm -hmm. couple, tormented by youths in Chicago story because, hey, Chicago, dog whistle, dog whistle. I, I, I mean, Howie Kurtz talked about it and said, I have not independently confirmed the dollar amount, as you point right. out. I, I mean, <laughs> it just sort of seems like <laughs> there's a really good chance that the bubble will be intact when this is over and that the only no. people who know about this are the people who already know Fox News is lying because they can spot a lie. 
I think, you know, look, I never had my hopes up on this that it was going to lead to the, the lights going dark on Fox News. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a little bit more optimistic, I think, than you are right now because I think it, you, it does chip away. And you're right. Like, those hardcore Fox News viewers, they are never going to know what happened today. They're not going to know about any of the text messages, anything like that. But I think, really, you know, don't underestimate how important the online support is as well, uh, not just Fox News, but really to Tucker Carlson and how, how important that that online alt-right support mm. is for him. And there is no way getting around. Uh, you know, anytime somebody, uh, some troll responds to me from here on out, I'm just going to reply with the screenshot of Tucker's producer calling them a cousin fucking terrorist because that's Thank what you. they did, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I... I do agree with you. Look, this isn't this isn't going to end Fox News, and neither would you know. There's a bunch more uh, lawsuits coming down the pipe with them, um, Smartmatic and and a few others. But um, I think this all just really really chips away. And and one of my biggest issues with, with Fox News is when their bullshit leaves that conservative media bubble. And that you know people are they should have been looking at it with a very skeptical eye in the past. But now I mean it's going to be hard to take anything Fox News says at face value uh, for mainstream outlets as well. I well, you know, the median age of a primetime viewer of Fox News uh, was 68 years old, right? <laughs> right um, among right. those among those uh, uh, who say they get Fox News as their main source for political news, 69% are aged 50 or older. I don't think I have to tell you this, but they are overwhelmingly white. And 94% of Fox viewers either identify or uh, lean Republican. So, you know, while it's true that they might never know it, young people will. And that's Mm -hmm. really the one Achilles heel Fox News has. They can get away with lies. They can make spend money and make Bill O'Reilly or Roger Ailes's sexual mistreatment of women go away. Mm -hmm. They can't get young people to watch and their current audience is dying off. Isn't that the real existential fear for Fox? Not just Fox, but for the Republican Party as well. But yeah, a hundred percent, you know. And I think that that's why you you sort of seen Tucker Carlson become the face of the franchise with Fox News. Is they they see him as appealing to um, to a younger demographic than what they're right. than what they're normally getting. Um, but uh, it's like yeah, a young no, Herbert Hoover, like a young sexy <laughs> Herbert Hoover with a bow tie. Yeah, for the exactly. millennials. You know, so I, I really am with you as far as like being of two minds. You know, as far as the, look, there's there's definitely positives as the, uh, for this. They're losing an entire month's worth of revenue. That's going to sting no matter what. At the same time, look, Tucker Carlson and Maria Bartiromo are going on air every single day, and they're just going to keep lying. They just won't be as specific about it. You know, so there's pros pros and cons to sort of take from this. Did you think that we were actually going to get the pleasure of watching Fox endure a grueling six-week trial? I mean, did you think that we'd actually get there? It seemed like jury selection was going to begin. I thought we were going to actually have a miniseries here. We were right there, and, you know, up until yesterday when it was delayed all day yesterday i was like oh we're getting a settlement and then you know i hear that like they're seating the jury today and they're going to a lunch break and when they come back there's opening arguments i like i it really kind of shocked me today that that they settled what about the fact that the terms of the settlement don't require any on-air host to read any statements acknowledging or apologizing for the lies they spread. I I have to tell you, I I understand why Dominion would settle. I understand why they would settle for just under half of what they were asking for in the first place. Mm -hmm. I I have a hard time understanding why they would settle for half without any kind of official on-air acknowledgement. Did that surprise you as someone who has to scrutinize this channel? 
it it didn't once I knew the dollar amount really. I mean, my hunch is that this was a sticking point the entire time, and that Fox came up considerably in the last twenty four hours. And again, this is just a guess, but that you know their price that that they were willing to agree to settle for came up you know a hundred million dollars maybe just so they don't have to say the on air apology apology. And if you're yeah. a Dominion at that point, I mean, look, I can't. These people, these people are have generational wealth now um yeah. so you know it's it's tough to really blame them this is the system that we've got but you know i think it shows that we can't we can't count on corporations and businesses to save us as well um you know and it's you, you take a look right now fox news is negotiating their cable rates with cable companies uh with three of them uh for the next three to five years and you know that's that's a it, this gives us some real ammo going into that right now well, let me quote you again from your Twitter. Uh, you write, for some context, Fox News made roughly $1.9 billion from cable subscriber fees alone in 2022. That is, fees that everyone with Fox on their cable system pays, even if they never watch. And most of that is from people who never even watch the channel. Uh, cable companies force you to pay for this channel that admits it lies, and your money will be going toward their settlement payment. I, I hate to make you beat this dead horse some more, but I, I think we have to drill this home. <laughs> Tucker Carlson could lose every single advertiser he has, and it still wouldn't affect Fox News's profit, would it? Because it their would money still be doesn't profitable. come from advertising. It doesn't. Can you explain comes... for people so they because we, again we have we always have to do the licensing fee explanation, but I think it's important. <laughs> of course, yeah, it's it's a little bit complicated, but it makes sense when once you sort of hear it. But every single month when you pay your cable bill, let's just make it easy and say you pay a hundred dollars a month for for cable, internet, all of that. A portion of that goes to every single channel that's on your cable package, and you pay a fee for uh, TLC, you pay a fee for MTV, everything. Fox News gets the second highest amount after ESPN right now. And and that is what allows them. Every single person that has cable subscription, if you uh, stream live TV, uh, YouTube TV, a large portion of, of – they get the second largest portion out of any of the channels. And, and you're right. That's really what gives them uh, the ability to just – to weather these controversies over and over and over again. That's why they can say whatever they want and they can pay $775 million defamation settlement fees because we're all paying them. I mean, we're the ones that are that are really going to end up paying this uh, this settlement. Uh, it's yeah. me and you and, and all your listeners that have, uh, that have cable. We're the ones mm -hmm. that are paying for the settlement, and that's why it's really important uh, that cable companies know that you're just sick of it, that you're sick of, of paying this company that is, you know, that, uh, behind these lies that led to January 6th that are leading to mass shootings, all of it. I mean, I was, I was mentioning earlier in the show, Murdoch's got quite a long rap sheet for settling these scandalous mm -hmm. claims. $139 million 10 years ago for the phone hacking by News of the World, the tabloid. Yep. Uh, $90 million six years ago for the sexual harassment and, and misconduct by Roger Ailes and Bill O'Reilly. Uh, and now this, three quarters of a billion dollars. I guess it doesn't mean anything to Rupert, right? I mean, he just broke up with fiance number four and he, he's got the money. It's not going to bother him one bit. I, you know, I wouldn't say that. You know, these these rich guys, they don't get rich by, by handing out, you know, almost a billion dollars. So, I mean, I think he'll feel it. He'll notice it. But the thing is, like, it's – I think what we were all hoping for here was, was something that hurt so much that Fox would have to change their behavior. And that's just not what we got here. It, they are not going to change. They'll still keep spreading the, the, the same election lies, but they just won't name Dominion, you know, by name. And, and they'll, they'll figure out the, the – 
the clever ways to sort of stay out of legal trouble. And and that's what uh, that's what's so disappointing about the settlement. But again, I, I can't blame Dominion for it. No, you guys at Media Matters, you, you, you do the work for us. You, you scrutinize Fox News. You're the canaries in the coal mine. You're people with an IQ above room temperature watching Fox News so the rest of us don't have to. H- have you noticed any traces of humility or reckoning among the on-cameras? I mean... No, you think, no, not at all. Marie, you'd think that Maria or Hannity would be kind of scared about this. You know, what's so interesting is... Um, uh, Tucker Carlson, me and uh, Kat Abuzela, who who monitors Tucker for us on uh, primetime, um, we've noticed that that Tucker is he's actually taking it head on. Like he's being very uh, aggressive. He he can't talk, talk about the lawsuit, but what right. he's doing is he'll say like all of these other newscasts are lying for profit right now, and and they're the ones that are drumming up violence, and like clearly, clearly referencing what he's in the news for, but he can't really say it. But um, no, I mean, there's been no change of behavior. They're going there. You know, our president, Angelo Carasoni, says uh, that, that we're going to start seeing them burn brighter and hotter now uh, because they know that they essentially have free license. They can say what they want. There's a That's few it. tiny rules, but but they know how to get around that type of stuff now. And and look, they got to keep their their viewers enraged and, and engaged it. and, and watching. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what you're saying you're saying is that they have to pay seven hundred eighty seven million dollars, and Hunter Biden is going to pay, isn't he? <laughs> I I do not think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure not. Although if you watch, oh, they'll Fox make News, Hunter Biden pay. They'll make Hunter Biden pay for all of this. Yeah, Absolutely, I, right. And right. migrants and transgender children. They're gonna. Oh, they're all gonna pay for this. Critical race theory. There's gonna be another few caravans coming. I'm sure. And absolutely. Uh, and it's it's off to the races. George Soros tricked all these anchors into lying months and months and months. You know, I, let, let me ask you, we, we were going over the, the, the greatest lies of Fox News going back 20 years. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, you know, the souls of 300,000 slaughtered Iraqis cry out for justice, maybe a bit yep. more than uh, a Dominion voting machine. I mean, this is a channel that lied us into a war that killed 5,000 soldiers and over a quarter million Iraqis. They lied about the WMDs. They lied about being greeted as liberators. Fox News helped George W. Bush lie us into that war and ever since then i mean obamacare and the death panels or mm-hmm. seth rich or 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 when they were having anti-vaccine propaganda while imposing vaccine mandates on their employees january 6th the hillary's emails uh, hannity uh spent years pushing the racist lie that the first black president wasn't born here i think orly tates had her own office at fox news for a while right i I gotta say after decades of these lies it it, it feels kind of i don't know kind of amazing that there's just a little scintilla of accountability it's it it is nice and but you know we're all hoping for more and that's you know i'm i'm trying to stay positive here because it is it is a good day i mean they have you're right there is a scintilla of accountability here and that is that is nice and it's something that we should all celebrate um but then god just that list that you were going down i mean you know i'm just thinking of of all the covid all the covid people you know the lies about benghazi the the lies about refugees they've spread for years charlotte yeah yeah and the whole i mean there is a whole laundry list you know the el paso walmart shooting and and the buffalo grocery store and the tree of life synagogue all of these all these violent events these mass shootings that are that are inspired by rhetoric that has been popularized by fox news it is a destructive force in in our society um and and 
I, I don't see how, how this changes that, which, which is a little bit disappointing. But I, I think that good people, like people who just suck it up and do the right thing, and like men who aren't pigs and try to be good men, they hate Donald Trump. They hate Sean mm -hmm. Hannity. They hate seeing how these liars just get away with it year after year. I mean, it's hard not to feel a twinge of optimism seeing Donald Trump's indicted. Alex Jones had to pay a billion dollars. Yep. Uh, now Dominion is getting a quarter, three quarters of a billion out of Fox. So it just leaves me wondering... When's Clarence Thomas going to come face to face with <laughs> karma? Because we, you had a great one, a great tweet uh, uh, yesterday. You know, CNN reported that Harlan Crow, the billionaire, is not charging Clarence Thomas's mother rent in the house he bought and laundered money for them. And it's just a level of corruption. I mean, if Katanji Brown Jackson's mom was owned, lived in a house that George Soros owned, we'd hear about it. And you said, I wonder if Justice Thomas would feel inclined to issue rulings that benefit the billionaire who is providing his mother with free housing for life, I guess we'll never know. Andrew, you know this, the people are hungry for some kind of accountability, and the Supreme Court is maybe the one part of government where it seemingly doesn't even exist. I mean, it's you'll never get two-thirds. It's untouchable. Yeah. No, and, and you're right about that. And, and that's why, you know, I think... I mean, look, I, I am encouraged to see Democrats calling for him to step down and resign and to refer him to invest for investigations and all that. That is encouraging. I feel like that's a step that we wouldn't have seen maybe five, six years ago uh, before Trump. But I, I also think that it's just noise. And, and the only way that we're going to get actual accountability is with uh, court expansion and or at least the, the actual real threat of it could make John Roberts, you know, kick into action and and actually hold Thomas accountable. But it's just a free for all there right now. And and I mean, you know, we've all we all know the polls as far as like how, how much America trusts the Supreme Court right now. Yeah. And and that is I mean, look, if we're going to have this this group of nine elders sitting on a council that decides what we can and can't do on a daily basis, we have to at least trust that they're not getting paid off to make decisions. <laughs> I love that the one hope for accountability and justice in the Supreme Court <laughs> is John Roberts' ego about his place in history. But I, I think you're right. But the, I mean, the chief justice doesn't have the power to really do anything. He can't sanction Thomas in any way. He certainly can't kick him off the court. I mean, they no. barely pay attention to him now that he's not a swing vote anymore. I, I know. I know. So it's, you know, what, what what's going to happen and god i mean look he could be sitting on the court another 15 20 years i mean uh, so i don't know i don't i really don't know what the solution is but but i do think that uh court expansion is is maybe maybm the only real one that we have at artists no, or they right can now. or they can squeeze them out and uh joe biden can start getting back uh, uh merrick garland's supreme court seat if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. um but I don't know. I, 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 let me before I let you go, Andrew. I got to ask you about sure. this. What What are your thoughts about Smartmatic? Because Smartmatic came out as mm -hmm. soon as this trial was done, or this trial. The trial didn't even start, but they came out right away, and I, they said Dominion's litigation exposed some of the misconduct and damage caused by Fox's disinformation campaign. Smartmatic will expose the rest. That lawsuit's twice as big as Dominion's. Should we mm -hmm. expect this story to continue? Oh, it, it's absolutely going to continue. And, and that statement is encouraging to me. Um, but I think that, 
look, people have a price, you know. I don't know what my price would be, but like 780 million is a good start. Um, so you know, I Smartmatic is signaling that they're not gonna, um, that they don't want to settle at all, which I think is you know smart legal pro after this. Posturing. Yeah, they bet after yeah. this they they can be really cocky about that. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, I think it's really smart, but. But I think eventually, I mean, look, Rupert Murdoch does not want to testify, and he doesn't want to put Tucker and Hannity and, and all of them on, on trial either. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. It, like I said, it gave me, Smartmatic, like that gave me hope. And, and either way, Fox is staring at the exact same allegations. There's the exact same type of evidence. I mean, it's it's going to be bad for them as well. So You're we'll so see. Right. And there's, you know, there's a bunch more out there as well um, with the shareholder lawsuits coming Um for you know uh, negligence fiduciary of their fiduciary responsibility and things of can that you, nature. Can you so. can you mention that really quick about the shareholder lawsuits because yeah that doesn't get enough coverage at all. Yeah, I mean as last I checked, I think there's only one shareholder right now, but I know that there are other uh, lawsuits in the works as well. And basically, the shareholders can sue Rupert Murdoch for neglecting his fiduciary responsibility as the head of Fox News, essentially for costing them money. And in this case, it would be knowingly having your opinion host or your your host, your news host, lie about this and costing them $787 million and, and things like that. And then they're still staring at Smartmatic and all that. So these shareholder lawsuits, I think, um, you know, from what I've heard, really could have a lot of teeth totally amazing it's going to be a ride i can't wait for there's cause for part. optimism yeah there's <laughs> cause for optimism andrew lawrence is deputy director of rapid response at media matters uh, so please respect him and give him some uh, give him some some love <laughs> because my god the stuff you have to sit through what is the best way for our uh, our our uh, audience of riffraff to follow you sir and keep track of all you're doing sure yeah if, if you uh want if you're on twitter you should follow me on twitter it's just look for andrew lawrence and i've got the baby pictures the the best way to find me That's um and then media matters media matters.org just go there check it out uh like john said we we watch fox news so you don't have to <laughs> um and it's important to know what they're saying, but you do not want to watch that network all the time, I promise. <laughs> you got to watch a little bit now and then, but yeah, a just, to, bit. <laughs> yeah, just to remind yourself how much you hate it, you know, like I exactly. do with gay porn. Okay, uh, thank you so much, sir. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls. 866-997-4748. This is Progress. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. We have got so much we still have to get to, including Biden announcing new actions to support and expand affordable care to health care workers. And of course, the debt ceiling showdown has been heating up quite a bit. But let's get to the oh, and Elon Musk sat down with Tucker Carlson. That's a summit. We'll play you some highlights of, uh, of those two geniuses meeting at like stooge fascist Yalta. Our number is 866-997-4748. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Zach in Tennessee, thank you so much for your patience. Welcome. Hey, John. Hey. Hey, it's a pleasure to speak with you, my friend. Um, so wanted to have you call us. Oh, well, thank you. Your George Harrison interview has always been really special to me. You're very kind so, to say um, so. It's special to me, too. Thank you so much. I'm sure. Uh, well, so I'm here in East Tennessee, where it's a right-wing hellscape, mm. um, and I always think of this little, you know, uh, correlation. And you know, in 1996, Bill Clinton won the state of Tennessee. He Fox did. News launched that fall. Four years later, Al Gore could not even win his home state. With, his home state. If, if he had, mm -hmm, if he had, mm -hmm. 
He would have well, won I mean, the presidency. In, in, in fairness, he did win uh, the, the United States. The majority of us picked Al Gore to be president. But, oh, you know, those yeah. dead slave owners in their electoral colleges, they don't care what the most of us want. Well, that's what bums not, No, that's true. And that, it, you know, the, um, the system is not in our favor. But th- to me, it's just the, the brain rot that Fox has caused. It's uh, one of the... I know you guys have said this many times. It's one of the largest threats to democracy in the world, and that's why I'm kind of bummed. Uh, Cops, local cops play Fox in their cruisers. I know a couple here, and and so to think that that doesn't play out in everyday life. The guys I grew up with who are, who are cops now, they, they tend to watch Fox and then break off into discussion groups. I get it. It's very scary. And it's, oh, yeah. it's all about anti-democracy and, and pro-authoritarianism. These people don't want to elect a leader. They want to have a no. ruler. They want to appoint they a want ruler. They want to be lied to. They, they want to be, be ruled. To. They, 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 they well, don't yeah. mind if a big, strong authoritarian lies to them. They will accept that, and they will forgive all those lies because they need a ruler. They don't like democracy, and that's what unites all these people who love Vladimir Putin, and that's what unites Donald Trump supporters. I mean, they're, they are a very diverse lot, except for one thing. They all really believe in authoritarianism. 100%. That's why Democrats have to actually use our power when we have it. I mean, like right now, we need Dick Durbin to step yeah. up on the Senate Judiciary Committee. We need Chuck Schumer to be more, you know, to be more than he is this oh, next no. year and a half we really have to go to the grind and uh, i appreciate what you guys do and um it's been and i hope they will by the way i hope they will i i often don't know i i, I kind of feel like when you leave in in, in when you live in dc you are inherently inevitably going to be uh mm-hmm. just out of touch with what's really going on and you're going to be thinking well, These republicans are my friends and we get along but no they're yes. not your friends and they're not friends of america and they're not patriots uh some of them may be yes. nice to you and polite to you but they are not friends of our country they literally tried to end our democracy and they would do it again and they really aren't that friendly. <laughs> you know, Come I mean, on. They, you know plenty they, of nice ones. I know plenty of nice conservatives. They're just wrong about shit, but they're still nice. Yeah. Always. Yeah. All right, man. <laughs> Zach, thank you so much. You're awesome. Appreciate the call, man. Call in anytime. It's great to hear from you. This is Sirius XM. I'm John Fugel saying peace. Peace.